Hi guys, welcome to season two of Moon Juiced. It's your girl, Asia Takara. I'm really excited to be here right now. And we're going to get into this conversation. I think one of the biggest challenges for me in life has been discovering what power really is and what it really means or how I could even attain it. And it got me in trouble in the past, for sure. I would often get into these power plays in my romantic relationships. I also would give my power up to please other people or to make myself seem more likable because I would care so much about what other people thought about me. And I would also get lost in the identities of people that I cared about, like my family. But taking all of this into consideration, I had to think about who I really am and what made me feel like an individual. And of course, at the end of the day, the answer to all of your interpersonal conflicts is within yourself because the root of all your problems is you. So we're here to be radically honest with ourselves, no matter how hard that may be. Now, let's start off by defining power. If you listened to the bonus episode in season one, The Power to Experience Yourself, I spoke about how the desire to have power can start out by the ego wanting to attain something from the outside world to resemble a sense of high self-esteem. But lasting power is really in how we experience ourselves to the highest extent. So power then becomes something triggered by the ego, but over time it develops into something that the soul really yearns to understand in an emotional, intellectual, and spiritual manner. I was learning about power from my therapist, or life mentor, I could even call him, and he defined power in how we impact people. He also brought up the idea of how we can be scared of our own power, and I was shocked by this and asked why I would be scared of my own power, because I, I, I want to be powerful, I want to be myself, why would I be scared of that? And he said that the reasons could go back generations and perhaps it has a lot to do with our family dynamics and other deeply embedded things from generations upon generations of conditioning. So let's get into it. Why would we be scared of our own power? Well, if we were to be authentically, unapologetically ourselves, Imagine what people would think. We'd have to face the potential of someone not liking us. We may have to deal with disapproval from our families. Maybe we'd even have to let go of some people. Choosing to be powerful changes how people look at you. And that's an identity thing, which is very difficult to let go of. Our identities are probably the hardest thing to shake up and shift around. But in the healthiest way, I think choosing to make a shift 
that gets closer to the highest version of yourself that you envision in your head is probably going to freak some people out because they're so used to seeing you in a certain way. But the reality is no one really gives a fuck. There would only be a couple reasons if they did. The first one would be if they really care about you and want the best for you, so they worry that you exposing yourself in a way they're not used to could make other people see you in a negative light. So their intentions might be pure, but they don't want people to see you in any way that they wouldn't want to see you or someone else. And the second reason would be of jealousy or insecurity. Someone that's really secure in themselves would literally not spend a second of their precious time on earth putting you down. Like, people that are secure are way too focused on being the best version of themselves. And that's what really owning your power is too. It's being so focused on being the best, truest version of yourself that other people's shit is other people's shit and it's none of your business and you don't care to involve yourself. So get anyone that's jealous or insecure the fuck away from you. And... Another type of power is having good boundaries. Boundaries can be such an identity thing too. And we can get so caught up in wanting people to like us that we'll say yes, even when we want to say no. We'll blame other people for our messes when the reality is blaming other people for our own lack of boundaries is the easiest way to bypass our own shit. So this is codependency. Codependent behavior is worrying so much about the outside world that we'd make ourselves a doormat just to be liked and accepted. Now, let's turn that around and ask ourselves what would happen if we really respected ourselves and owned the truth of things. The more you respect yourself and what's true for you, the more people are going to respect you. And the more people that don't respect you are going to fall out of your life. The more badass and unfuckwithable you're going to seem. So reject what rejects you and put your self-respect before anything else. Say what you're scared to say. But say it with the intention of making things whole and not dividing anything apart. Having a lack of boundaries, in, in a sense is dividing or compromising the relationship you have with your own self. So since that's a sense of division, that's something we don't want. And this goes into whose voices are really in your head. How many of the voices in your head are your own? How many of the decisions you make are made because of what's best for you? Or is it made because of it's what's best for someone else? Or do you make your decisions because you're scared of everyone, which is actually only three people thinking you're an idiot? (laughs) I'm obviously speaking from personal experience. There's a reason why we care so much about what other people think. We want to be liked. We don't want to offend people or make them mad. But... Putting that above everything else is going to drive you insane. 
I think as long as you feel like your actions are aligned with your authentic truth, I don't see any harm in placing your boundaries or expressing yourself in whatever way makes you happy. It's a hard fight between choosing yourself and other people's approval, especially when you care about what they think. But I think the people that really love and care about you want what's best for you, even if you don't really see eye to eye. But overall, you know what's best for you. You really do. But be radically honest with yourself when you're feeling in knots about something. Go back to that radical self-trust and honesty about how you feel about something. Knowing if something is in alignment with you is a natural and organic good feeling. And you should follow those natural feelings. Those organic, natural highs. And your power awaits you right then and there. On Instagram... I asked you guys how you define true power. And I'm going to share a couple things that made me think. So here are a couple of responses from what you guys said. So there's money, having strong influence, love. Now, this is all really interesting because these are all forms of power. But they're also different layers of power and I think when we're having a self-esteem issue we can get lost in the manipulative aspects of power like creating a response in someone without them even knowing it or getting lost in status and money so this is all ego talk and the answer to surpassing our own interpersonal conflicts in relation to power is love I think so I think I'll personally vote for love as being the ultimate form of power. But that's a big word and another philosophical kind of conversation. So for the sake of this episode, I'll be relatively short with that because when it comes to philosophical conversations, it can go on for years, literally. So if you haven't realized it by now, I don't think there's anything wrong with having an ego. It's just about having a healthy relationship with it. So I had this thought the other day about money and how complicated the conversation around it can be. And I had this idea that it's just a relationship you have with yourself. We all have an individual relationship with money. We all have our own money story. So money is just an enhancement of who you are. If you lack money and you're addicted to work or you're a selfish asshole, actually having money is not going to make you not a selfish asshole and it's not going to stop your addictions. It's probably just going to enhance that. So money is an emotional relationship you have with yourself. And also from a logistical standpoint, it's also how financially educated you are. But back to power, the idea of power the power in it is the freedom to live authentically. I mean, who wants to work a shitty job they hate for the rest of their lives? We want to live interesting lives and do things that make us feel in alignment with who we are. So money gives us the power to do so. There's nothing innately wrong with it. It's just how we relate to it. 
So again, it goes back to that relationship we have with ourselves, how radically honest we want to be with ourselves. And from there, being rich is an internal feeling. It's subjective, really. It's not necessarily about numbers. It's how you choose to use it as a tool, and it's how you feel about yourself. And you can feel rich whether or not you're a millionaire. But overall, the power in money is the freedom it provides. So that makes me curious of what is it behind money? So does this actually mean that freedom is power? Does that mean authenticity is power? Because money itself is just a piece of paper or some numbers typed into a system. Behind that is a feeling. It's authenticity. It's freedom. You could go down a rabbit hole with this. Now, when it comes to more provocative subjects like manipulation, having the power to make someone do something, I argue that most of the fucking time, manipulative people are not aware that they're being manipulative because manipulation is childish. Like, a child manipulates. An adult owns their shit. So manipulative people, I think, are people that don't want to take responsibility unless they are very, very aware that they are manipulating. And remember, with great power comes great responsibility. So, damn, as much as we want to be powerful, what is subconsciously making us avoid it because we have all this responsibility we have to take. It takes a lot of responsibility to be making millions of dollars. It takes a lot of responsibility to actually be living a fulfilling life and have fulfilling relationships and actually have that kind of discipline to go after our dreams. It takes a lot of responsibility. That's personal willpower. So, What I like to do is actually go down these rabbit holes and ask myself what exactly it is that I'm after when it comes to power. Because at the end of the day, I think I'm really just after being content with myself. And there are a lot of wounds around this subject from human to human and especially in my own personal life. And this is probably why I've been investigating this topic so much because it goes so deep and when you're not curious about what it is that makes you suffer or what it makes you chase something that might seem so superficial then I mean maybe even attaining that won't be good enough. I think power is in how you feel about yourself and how committed you are to discovering the aspects of yourself that are hard to look at. So power, to me, can be a rabbit hole of philosophy. (laughs) And as intimidated as we are to talk about it or own it, I think the closer you come to being aligned with your most ideal self, is going to get you closer to your own power. 
This conversation can go on and on, and as you know, I'm so interested in these parts of our psyche. So, of course, if you'd like to continue the conversation, DM me on Instagram at Asia Takara. Stay tuned for the rest of season two. Thank you so much for tuning in and having a magnificent day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. Until next time, bye.